Okay, anybody home? Hey, Jeff, yeah. Yes, sir. Finally did this. Okay, great. So this is Jeff Sikarik. I'm back with podcast number nine. Today I'm talking to Don LeBaron. He's coming in from Mexico. Don is one of the absolute best writers on Twitter. I'd say he gets more done with fewer words than just about anybody on the platform. That's saying a lot. There's some good writers on there that I follow. So he also talks quite a bit about ancient cultures and what they could teach us, particularly at a time like this. And I'm going to read for you just a example of one of Don's tweets that I saved from a couple of weeks ago. This has stayed in my mind all this time. He writes, once you get past the illusions of this system, the answers are there clear and just waiting. They could never really take that away. They are real good, though, at spinning illusions. How delightful, how delightful that some of us are getting past that. It's growing. Mm. Well, the question is, Don, is it actually growing? What are you seeing there on the ground in Mexico, for example? Well, yeah. Um, I actually don't think in numbers, as far as people actually waking up and you know, figuring this out or, or really coming to, to it, um, I don't think that's actually so big. I think what's growing is, is that those people who um, are awake, you might say, um, truthers, people who really love the truth, are just helping each other, coming together and waking up all the more. I actually, myself, am not sure if so many more people are going to wake up in terms of Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been obvious there. It's been in, in, in our face. And, and something has happened to people where they, they've just uh, seemed to have shut down in terms of really coming to terms with what's going on. So, no, I don't think a whole lot of more people are going to wake up. Um, and, and I don't know that that um, is the big issue anyways. I really don't believe that what needs to be done depends on a lot of people. Um, I think a, a relatively small number of people right now can um, figure out what the answers are, come together, do what has to be done, and, and that's it. Well, there is that quote. How does that quote go? Um, there is a, it's a small, tireless minority that generally gets things done. So hopefully, if there's any truth to that, we don't have to have a massive number of people to create a way of life outside the system. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jeff. Um, and, and I've really been on that page all, all along. Um, uh, uh, when we learn how to come together in the right way, that's what this is about, and, and bring our minds together and understand what we need to do to get our power back, um, that's it. Um, I don't think it's any bit, any, I don't think it's ever been different. Um, when people finally regain their liberty, when people finally do come together in communities and learn how to be self-governing, um, they will get their power back. And uh, it's always been this way. What's, what's left of society will follow that. I mean, the people just as well, you know, will follow people who um, have liberty, I assume, um, and even that, you know, that's their business. Will they follow along? I think so. Um, right now, they're caught in a trap. They're caught in the system. And that's what they know. So, uh, yes, there's a, there's a few people who will figure it out, 
who will learn to regain their liberty, their self-government, and others will or will not follow. That simple. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, of course, when I see, um, I keep an eye on different areas of the world throughout the day. And, and what's caught my eye recently is some of Max Egan's photos on what's going on in Australia, Victoria, for example. And when I see that, people being pulled out of their cars with their windows broken by their alleged police there, people being able to go outside one hour per day and being locked in their homes 23 hours a day for a situation that has allegedly killed 100 people in the whole continent. So when you see things like that, it does make you wonder, uh, is it too late? Take a place like, uh, like Victoria, where they're in that level of lockdown for something that absolutely, obviously now has nothing to do with a killer germ. It does make you wonder if it's too late, doesn't it? Um, honestly, that thought never occurs to me. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, I, I don't believe it's too late at all. Um, I, I think more it's going to be a question of people waking up and realizing what the solution is and, and getting after it. See, see, for me, and this realization I came to, um, you know, a long time ago, over 30 years ago, um, is you don't find your answers in this system. See, that's what people can't wrap their heads around. You know, they've lived in this system, they've invested in it, they think in it, they act in it, and that's what they know. And, and the uh, very fact of leaving this system um, to find the answers. Um, you, you know, I've made several attempts in my life to gather with a group of people, lead the system, and we had limited success. And, and then, you know, people are like, oh, wow, you know, we don't want to leave our comforts. We don't want to leave this or that. And so they, you know, went back. But, but each time I learned something. And what I've learned is, is that once you leave the fog of this system, once you lose the control it has over you, and, and when, um, what it is we can do out there, um, you know, it, it's a whole different picture. And, that, and that's now what is needed. Um, you will not find the answers in the system. You will not fix the system. You'll not change the system. And, and people simply haven't come to terms with that fact. Right. And I think it's, it's just, that's interesting because I did the same thing. I mean, I, I saw not particularly this form of horror coming, but living in America, you know, 10 years ago, I saw... I knew something bad was coming coming just because of the weight of the corruption, the national debt, the nonstop printing of money, all of that. I thought that uh, it might be a good time to get out. So I left America and came to Southeast Asia. This is about eight years ago. And I started making preparations to do my best to exit the system even before that. So... I know how difficult it can be because I'm pretty committed to it. And I would say I still have one foot somewhat inside the system. I mean, I have a small cabin, but it is 15 minutes from town. I'm not way out in the mountains. I've still got Wi-Fi access. Um, I've still got access to food in town. 
and I'm at the grocery store probably there every other day. So I've still got one foot inside the system, but I definitely feel like we're inching towards a point of danger where you're not going to be able to have one foot inside the system. I could definitely see a day coming when, unless you've had your medical checkup with one of our six doctors appointed by the CDC, you don't get access to your bank account or you don't get access to your Wi-Fi, any of that stuff. I could definitely see that coming. That's what they want to do. So the, uh, I agree that the answer, as you pointed out in that tweet, is to, to go establish something somewhere else. But given the fact that it's hard for people like us to do it, just imagine what the massive man is dealing with. Exactly. It's a very painful reality to look at, but, but nevertheless, it is what it is. You, you know, I have actually, uh, you, you know, my situation is no different than yours. Um, in fact, as you describe it, it, it's exactly my situation, you might say. Um, but, but I have lived off of the grid. I have lived out of the system, so to speak. I lived in different scenarios. So, see, th that's not intimidating to me. Um, at this moment, um, I could easily just walk away um, and know how to survive. I know how to do that, but that's really no answer. Um, and, and what we're getting at here, you, you know, it's really this simple, Jeff, is that we have this thing called tyranny. And there has ever, since the beginning of time, and it will never change, is that the answer is what is called liberty. Now, now that's a difficult word, see, because when, when I say the word liberty, I'm not picturing exactly what others are picturing. You know, you know, the word liberty has become sort of a generality, you know, wouldn't it be nice to live, do what we want, have a nice life, not pay so many taxes and on and on. And maybe you think that's liberty. But, but actually, this is our problem is liberty is more precise than that. Um, and, and again, and this is something I've tried to address is that our picture of history, um, you know, is really pretty absurd, the, the history they've given us. Um, and as I have studied history and found my methods to, to entangle what history really is, um, our ancestors knew exactly what liberty is. They were able to sustain it, you know, for generations. When tyranny showed up, they, they could quell it, they could, um, you know, put it down. It's obviously been going back and forth throughout history. But, but you have, you know, societies and cultures who, have knew, who knew what liberty was, who had it, who sustained it. And the problem that we're facing <laughs> is very simple, is they didn't teach it to us. They didn't teach it to you in public school. You didn't see an example of it. You didn't get a clear picture of what you had to do to get liberty. And, and what I'm saying here is that that is the only answer. Running away isn't the answer. Um, as, as I've talked about many times, fixing the system isn't the answer. There is one answer alone, and we're going to be um, caught up in this mess and tripping over ourselves and whatever until we finally figure that, that, that out. We will leave this system. We will learn what self-government is, and in that self-government, we will, in fact, perfect and learn what liberty is, which is... Um, the true workings of a self-sufficient and self-governing uh, community.
and we will do that. If yeah, so the question is, will will they? Uh, the question is, you, of course, you're going to have a tiny percentage of people like us that maybe we've had one foot into the matrix and the other foot out, and, and now we have to step all the way outside of it. So you're going to have uh, a tiny percentage of us that at least try to make a go of it outside of the uh, outside of the corrupt system. The question is this time, I, I, this is the first time in our modern history that they've had this level of control, this level of addiction on the part of the average person. And you can see it, you can see it everywhere you go, just by the percentage of mask wearers, just by the percentage of people that chastise you for not wearing a mask. Um, so <clears throat> you do have to wonder is getting off the grid and going out and starting something yourself or with a small group of like-minded people, is that good enough? Or are, are we going to reach a point? I have this feeling and I've written on this uh, Twitter on Twitter quite a bit. I just have this feeling that they are going to force us to defend ourselves at some point. You want to say that, <clears throat> how does the quote go? Uh, don't focus on fighting the old, but rather building the new. And I believe that. But right. you do have to ask yourself, given the circumstance, uh, especially they're making it harder and harder for people to leave. Like, for example, Victoria, they're just not going to let them leave. So you want to go create a new system. If you wait too long, though, they're going to force you to defend yourself. Am I, am I overstepping my boundaries on that? Well, actually, I think it is a little bit different than that. You, you, know, you know, the first answer to that is you and I, and some of us have come to terms with, um, you know, we are going to um, do what we need to, to establish freedom, to establish liberty, and they might kill us, but we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good starting point. Because unless people have that attitude that they're going to do whatever it takes for freedom and they're willing to, if it takes, give their life, you know, you, you know you're not in the ballpark. But, but let me point out this to you. Um, they actually cannot stop us lawfully. And, and that's something that must be understood. Um, our whole system is based on the idea of voluntary consent and contract. And see, um, everything they're doing um, to us, every bit of control they have on us is, in fact, um, because we consented to it. We signed the contract. We cooperated. And, and otherwise, the Constitution itself did not give us the law. It gave us the opportunity to contract. Now, I don't know if people really understand that. That's another discussion. But the point is they have a foundation, and they have a premise upon which they work. And they have created this whole thing by people voluntarily complying with it. Um, and the point is, there is no law that they have that except the contracts we're bound to um, that prevents us from going out, uh, particularly under the original constitution, but even as is, and establishing our own society with our own contracts. They simply cannot stop us lawfully. But it goes deeper than that, is because every system that they have taken over, that they have done it by infiltrating it, by, um, you know, the CIA, I think we know the story, goes in, infiltrates it, 
and gets the people to comply. It's still compliance of some form or another, despite the diabolical, diabolical means that they go about, about it. So we come out of the system. We gather in a free society. We learn to contract without them, and they can't touch us lawfully. Now, of course, you're going to say, well, um, they're going to drop a bomb on us. Uh, well, maybe they can. But I don't think it's as likely they're going to do that as people think. They understand See, Go ahead, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, see that the the consent thing is is perfectly. I was just thinking about this the other day when, or <clears throat> the other day when I was uh, going through some of Peggy Hall's information on the mask wearing, and the mask wearing is a perfect example of the the consent that you were just talking about, because there is no statutory law that says you have to wear a mask. And when you walk into, for example, a superstore in America, sometimes uh, people have gotten back to me and said, well, uh, Jeff, uh, they realize it's not the law, but they, they say it's our store policy and this is private property. Number one, I try to tell people, you cannot make a store policy that violates federal civil rights law. Right. So their store policy is null and void. That would be like me saying, uh, this is my store. Uh, so when you come in here, you can beat people up. It, it's, it's still illegal. I cannot make a store policy that violates established federal law, civil rights law. That's number one. Number two is their store is not, not, uh, not uh, private property. Once you open a superstore or a public uh, place of business in America, you fall under the legal category of what they call public accommodation. So <clears throat> trying to get people to realize that is, is, is a stretch. People have the idea that these stores can just do what they want, want and they cannot do what they want. And it requires the public's consent, as you were just saying, to go along with the muzzle mandates and they're um, very simply not aware of their uh, the fact that they're consenting to, to this stuff. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, we can look at this on two levels. Jeff, am I still with you? Are we still here? Still here. Okay. You know, you know, there are many tremendous people who are supplying us with information on how to, you know, avoid, you might say the right of avoidance. Um, the problems, or if they do show up, you know, what are we going to do about it legally? Um, if the police officer pulls us over, and and there's a lot of people out there who are bringing, um, you know, bringing us that information, and and it's very good, and it's a step in the right direction. And if people are paying attention, to that they start, um, you know, getting a clue of what law is and what law is not, and that's very good. Um, but it's not enough. See, see, that's the point. It's not enough. Any way you look at it. This system, they eventually are going to plug up the cracks. They're eventually by numbers and to overwhelm the situation. You, you know, they know the resistors are out there. They know what they're doing, and they're not even um, very concerned a bit about it, despite some people think they are. I know people think they're making headway and, and this and that will happen. But, but I don't really think it's that way, Jeff. Um, they know what they're doing. They know they have it wrapped up. Um, and so what I'm getting at is we, is we really do not um, solve this problem unless we actually leave the system 
our own um, and, and sever those contracts. Even if you're in the system and even if you know the law real well, you're receiving benefit left and right. You're engaged with it. And, and you just, um, by the sheer numbers, by the sheer fact of that, will not overcome the weight and the momentum of what's going on. You're going to be wrapped up into it. No, no um, this is a, another solution, you might say, the next level, is we literally leave this system. We literally come together in a form of consensus self-government. We of breaking every last contract we have with them where they are the arbitrary, the third party in the contract, making us subject to the jurisdiction of their courts. Um, you know, if you're subject to them, you're subject to them. And this is a matter of law, and it's very clear. Um, if you leave the system, you will, we will find a way to stop being subject to them, and, and it's that simple. And, and then they do not have power over us. You know, I've had quite a few people. I've had quite a few people on uh, on Twitter that have messaged me and said, uh, "Well, that's easy for you to say, Jeff. You're you're way out in the middle of nowhere." Well, I've been here for a while, and you know, they'll, they'll some people will come up with the question, "Well, what do I do? Just drop everything and walk away into the mountains?" It's really getting close to that to where pretty soon the answer is going to be actually, yes, <laughs> you might actually have yeah. to sell everything you have. I mean, this is, this is what I did when I left, um, sold everything I had, came out here with, an, with a minimum of resources and trust God, whatever you want to call it. Um, get yourself <laughs> together yes. with a few um, uh, what what few possessions you have, and we're going to have to. There is a point rapidly coming when we're going to all have to just say, "That's it, live or die." I'm going to have to separate myself from this system. Yeah, it, it is going to come to that, but again, after a lifetime experience, it's really not as bleak, nor is it as undoable. Um, as people might think. Yes, it's a challenge. I don't really think that's the, it is definitely a big part of the issue. People are caught up in their trap. But, but for the most part, I think it's a matter of just conditioning. Otherwise, let's come into it from a simple practical point of view. Could you pack up a tent, go into a place, um, you, you know, in the mountains or wherever, in the wilderness, and could you learn how to live there? And could you get a group of people who um, wanted to do that also? And could you even make it enjoyable? Could you do that physically? Um, and, and, and why not? Why could you not do that? Let's ask that first. Why could you not go out, find a piece of land, live on it, and start rebuilding your life over? Is it doable or is it not? The main hurdles that I think that people look at are food. Where, where are you going to get your calories? The growing of food, all of that. That's a, that's a big hurdle that uh, I think stops a lot of people. Um, and, of course, just the fact that they've become so accustomed to their modern-day comforts. Yes. What can I say? Your system is, is over with. You're in a system of tyranny and slavery. Um, you're there, my friends. Um, it's the way it is. 
um, and, and stare it in the face. Um, you know, I grow a garden, you grow a garden, and, and people can raise food. You have earth, you have water, um, and, and you have those basic resources, and you learn how to do it. Um, I agree. Totally. And uh, we're, we're reaching the point where there isn't going to be another choice or the, the choice is going to be live in one of their smart cities in a two by three apartment, take your injections for your phony diseases. This is what the option that's going to be there if you stay in these cities. So very quickly, we're coming to the point where there isn't going to be a choice. And uh, if I had to bet, that's gonna, we're going to see that before the end of the year, because you're looking at, at least in America, you're looking at a situation where they may unleash the military, <clears throat> unleash the military with their kill shot and do it in a very powerful way. So <laughs> I wouldn't be any part of that. If I was there right now, I would be heading out of the big cities. You know, I'd like to bring in an aspect of this, Jeff, that um, I wish, I hope I can find the words to get to people because, because I'm aware of this. And it's really the number one um, thing that I wish that I could get across to people. Um, I don't think people realize the, the effect that being in this system, being in these cities, being in the, these circumstances um, really has over them. When you're in an environment um, you don't necessarily understand the the uh, you know power that environment has over you, and, and I think that answers more than people can ever realize. But what I wanted to say, and and frankly, I have experienced this uh, to some point in my life. I know it is real, and I know it is true, and it's this picture that I want to get across to people: it is that there is waiting for you something that is powerful and divine when you are constituted correctly. Um, and you are not going to find that easily in this system. And once you see that picture, it makes all the difference in the world. When you get a, uh, the right kind of people who are um, resolved people, who are, you know, have enough strength to hold their own, to be um, self-reliant, who have, you know, resolved their inner problems. And when you get a group of people like that, and you take them out of this environment and you go away from it and create amongst yourself a consensus form of government where you come together as free and equal people and come together in that circle. My own name for it is the circle of light. Um, you are going to experience a power that you have never experienced. And, and that happens to be the core answer to this whole thing. Um, you, you know, I pointed this out on, on Twitter recently, um, you, know, you know, who really runs this universe? What really is the power of nature? What really is going on out there? It's that which we don't know about and that which we have to discover. And, and again, the fulcrum of it has always been um, liberty. You know, liberty, as far as I'm concerned, is the creator, is what's divine, is the way we live. And, and when we leave this, um, and learn how to work together, you know, in love and harmony, to be certain, but more, more specifically, we know how to come together. There is a magic and a power in it. That's what we're lacking. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. I've experienced it, you know, in part. I understand. I've been out there. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've come together with people and begun to experience it. And until people can 
get that picture and see that they can do that. Um, can they become, you know, the powerful type of individuals? We all know, well, I don't know, <laughs> I don't mean we all know, some of us know that, that we have a power inside of us that's tremendous. It's being... Right. I mean, self-reliance and freedom is what we were designed for. If we do not have self-reliance and freedom, by default, we've got slavery. And that's what we've got right now <laughs> in, in, uh, in uh, the modern world in general. That's what we've got. And I'm well aware I am not suggesting that I'm even close to where I need to be. Living, living in a tiny house 15 minutes outside of town operating on solar is not 100% self-reliant. But I'm aware of that, and I'm aware of my shortcomings, and I'm working on them. Um, that's right, what we well, need to do. If anyone has you know, completely gotten out of that, you know, I'm not aware of it. You know, you know, I, I'm aware that there are intentional communities. I'm aware that... Um, you know, other people are taking off and maybe some of them have figured this out. Um, you know, you know I, I don't know about that. Um, but the picture is, is you don't know what power there is in liberty until you begin to experience liberty. And it's that simple. Um, we have got to find a way to get across to people's minds that this is doable. We've always been able to do this. There are powers and things out there waiting for us to tap into to give us the strength to do that. Let me, let me give you a little scenario. Maybe this is hopeful to people because this is actually what I'm convinced is going to happen. There, there's going to be a community of people who are going to gather together and they're going to figure this thing out. Um, you know, whatever risks you have to take, whatever challenges are, they're going to come together out of a love for liberty. Um, you, you know, we have to understand that, you know, right now I'm a lone wolf, uh, a lot like you are, so to speak, and, and no one's going to do this by themselves. That, that's really the catch-all. We're, we're in that trap where when we go to work with others, we, we lose ourselves, we lose our direction, and so we go off and do it alone. But when, what happens is you're going to have a group of people who are going to come together, like-minded, with the same goals, with the same intention, with the same strength of soul, and they are going to create one community that is truly a free community. Um, it's lawful. It's moral. And they're going to do this thing. We're now a free community. Well, what's going to happen is that other people are going to see that, sense it, feel it. And the second community is going to say, hey, we can do that. And then they're going to do it. See, that's how this thing is going to grow. And soon there will be a third community. And, and you, you, know, you, you know the hundredth monkey thing, right? Um, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that was our early homework. Um, and it simply is going to grow that way. You, you know, I can sit here and tell you, and, and people will think I'm wacko, but it's the only possibility. It's the only way, conceivably, that, that we are going to get our freedom back. Um, and, and I can sit here and tell you that I see it as clear as day. I see it's as doable as day. And, and I'm going to continue, you know, on what I'm doing um, trying to give people that graphic picture. I'm telling yes. you what so I saw on Twitter the other day you were talking about potentially getting some like-minded people to work on specifically that on an intentional community. How is that going? Have you had any, uh, any takers, any serious inquiries on that? 
Oh, yes, I have, in fact. I'm surprised how many that I had. I put it out there, and I got a lot of DMs, direct messages on that. And right now, I'm organizing that and getting back to the people. Um, I just got it organized uh, on my email so I can um, you know, start sending out um, newsletters or whatever to them and give, a, give them progress. We are, as a matter of fact, um, as we speak, looking at different pieces of land, um, and we hope to actually purchase that. We have the funds available now, and so we hope to make that purchase. There's a lot of considerations, so we're trying to carefully find the most suitable you know, piece we can out there. Um, yeah, and, and you know, as far as I've had a lot of inquiries, and some of them are you know, just casual, but there's some people who are, are jumping at the bit to go do this. And so we'll get, um, you know, the right, uh, I call it the core group, um, and, and we'll go out there and we'll get it going. Um, and yeah, we're on the verge of that. Sounds like you're making good progress. So we're coming in on 30 minutes here. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. I'd like to leave, I usually like to leave the show with a, a little bit of good news. We're in kind of a bleak time right now, but the things that I uh, have suggested the last couple shows, I, I still hold hold uh, to be true. Stock gold, stock food. If you can, I would leave the big city quickly if you can conceivably get out. I think, as you're saying, get around like-minded people. Uh, there are some good resources that I've got uh, that I posted links to on Twitter the religious exemption card for the mask. Uh, I've got that up on my Twitter page. The medical exemption for the mask. I think uh, not wearing the symbol of your slavery is a big step in the right direction. Uh, there is also a no consent to medical testing form, at, which is available at freedomtaker.com. A no consent to medical testing form. If everybody put that on their front door, that would make a big difference. Your contact tracers and your, your uh, officials in uniforms, they may just see that and move on to the next neighbor, neighborhood if you can get everybody to post that on their door. So that's available at freedomtaker.com. Short of that, I'd say um, what you're doing is a great idea, Don. I hope it goes well for you and keep me posted on your progress. We'll do that, Jeff. Uh, just tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. You're obviously influencing a lot of people. Um, you, you, you know, you're helping us to grow a new set of balls, and and I deeply appreciate uh, you, you know your influence on my life, and, and I know it's impacting a lot of people. So you have my deepest uh, respect and appreciation for what you're doing. Thank you, Don. And let's let's have you back in a month, and let's see where you're at, and uh, hopefully we'll have some improvements in the world in the next 30 to 60 days. So we'll talk to you soon. Okay. That sounds perfect, Jeff. Looking forward to it. Have a good Thanks. evening. Bye. Bye.